This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you as we join you once again from Guardian Spring Training in Goodyear, Arizona. We're over at the complex today as we record this week's show. And we get a little bit deeper into Spring Training 2023. And uh, it won't be long before you'll start to, to have that feeling that the regular season is right around the corner. We're a week into games right now and it's still a full clubhouse across the hall from where we record this. But uh, you'll start to see some cuts as they try and get that roster down to the 26th that they will take with them to Seattle for opening day on March the 30th. So a, a lot to get to on this week's show. Really good show lined up in terms of variety. We will start in the first half of the program talking pitching with two of the best in the American League and the major leagues for that matter, really. Ace Shane Bieber will stop by as will Tristan McKenzie, both coming off outstanding seasons in 2022, and they'll be counted on in a big way to lead that pitching staff here this season with the high expectations. In the second half of our show, we'll change things up a bit, and we'll visit with DeMarlo Hale, the longtime uh, bench coach for manager Terry Francona. A little bit more on his plate this season, and a lot on his plate in spring training, to be sure, and we'll talk to him about that. How do you get all these players uh, their work in, organized, and prepared for a new season, especially when there's more than just the 26 that you'll have on opening day? And we'll conclude our show with a visit from Logan Allen, one of the young pitching prospects that is in camp. There's uh, quite a few floating around here, and we had a chance to visit with him and talk to him about his expectations for the season to come. So a lot to get to on this week's edition of Guardians Weekly, and don't forget you can hear it on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Each Saturday it drops, uh, usually when we're out here in spring training before that day's game. So right in that 2 to 3 o'clock range if you're listening on the radio network and your station carries it live. You can also go to the Guardians website, cleguardians, cleguardians.com, and all the archived editions are there. Or it does drop in podcast form, and you can check it out wherever you download your favorite podcast. Just go to Cleveland Guardians Podcast, and they have all those podcasts there. And not only this one, 
but also our spring training podcast, the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition that we do each day, Monday through Friday, keeping you up to date on everything going on out here in Goodyear. Well, without further ado, we'll take a timeout, and then we'll come back and hear from Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie as Guardians Weekly rolls on from spring training on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No, the people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Guardian Spring Training in Goodyear, Arizona and the Guardian Spring Training Complex. It is Guardians Weekly. Great to have you with us for Baseball Talk on the radio on uh, what I know is a, a chilly Saturday back home with some rain and snow in the forecast. Looks like things are starting to brighten up around here as uh, we had some of uh, foul weather for Arizona standards with some cooler mornings and some rain and wet weather overnight. But uh, things shaping up nicely. And if you're tuned to this as it airs on Saturday, don't forget there is Guardians baseball this afternoon. Cleveland will head on over to Mesa, Arizona, take on the Oakland Athletics in a Cactus League game that begins with a first pitch of 3.05, and you can hear it right here on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. Well, Shane Bieber will be at the top of the rotation for the Guardians once again. He's coming off an outstanding season a year ago. 31 starts. He won 13 games, his ERA at season's end, 2.88. And I know a magic number for him, 200 innings pitched on the nose, 198 strikeouts and only 36 walks. He has done some remarkable things control-wise and keeping the walks down ever since he reached the major leagues on a full-time basis in the 2018 season. He has an all-star game MVP under his belt. He has a Cy Young Award winner. To his credit, so a lot of good things have happened in the career of Shane Bieber and a very satisfying season a year ago. When we had a chance to visit with him early in the spring, we talked about those things as well as what was a very exciting off-season for him. He got married to his fiancée, Kara, and uh, apparently it was quite the day, as you would expect. And uh, we talked to him about that as well as other things going on this off-season. Oh, it was great. Um, just reflecting on, you know, how it all went. It was a full, healthy off season. We were just talking a second ago and um, only took about a week, week and a half off of throwing and just kind of kept uh, kept the arm going a little bit so it's easier to ramp up when, when necessary. And um, overall, just got a great body of work in, and, and I'm excited to go into, uh, obviously, spring training and this year, uh, happy, healthy, and, and working on continuing to get better. But, uh, yeah, definitely. 
definitely from the other aspect, it was a different off season, um, getting married, but something I've been looking forward to a long time and, um, kind of miss it already. The, the, the wedding planning process and all that. Um, but, but all good things. Did I hear a rumor that you got work in on your honeymoon pitching wise? Yeah. 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 I mean, I had to, uh, I brought all my stuff, um, weighted balls, bands, everything um thankfully the places we were staying at had uh some pretty nice gyms as well and then uh i ended up meeting one of the locals uh on the first day in the caribbean in anguilla um and he followed baseball uh decently close enough and, and he introduced himself to me and uh, i was like hey he's like we got to play catch and i was like well i brought two gloves <laughs> i was like i was hoping i would meet you and it was on day one so we played catch um when he was working he was on the clock and uh, no, that was great. He, he saved me. Uh, he saved me some time for sure. It's that kind of preparation that makes you a, a, a top pitcher in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a <laughs> shout out! Uh, shout out, Rexel. Yeah. When you know, when you look back at last year, so many good things happen. Um, some great games. Team plays well. Uh, in terms of importance to you, though, uh, the durability and, and the amount of innings you threw is that right near the top of everything you did? Yeah, always. Um, I think since uh, the moment I became uh, a starting pitcher, that's always been the most important thing to me is innings pitch. I think everything will um, kind of, you know, just come come easy after that. Uh, more innings, more uh, strikeouts, hopefully less ERA, you know, all, all sorts of things. And, and you're always hopefully posting and going every fifth day and going deep into ball games, giving your team a chance to win. So that's always um, the, the top goal personal goal for me is to make every start and um and go out there and and be as competitive as possible give the team a chance to win and eat up innings and i think any pitcher in the major leagues if they pitch long enough they they evolve and and what were some of the things maybe last year that that you were learn learning in terms of getting hitters out that that might have been different from your first year in the big leagues yeah i think we relied on the slider a little bit more last year as well as the cutter uh as opposed to uh, curveball in previous years and ultimately I think that um, yeah the slider and the cutter got better the cutter's kind of a newer pitch but um, last year Hedges and I and Carl and everybody working in sync we were just taking what the hitters gave us um, had early success with the curveball in 2019 2020 obviously I was still throwing the slider and, and had great success with that as well but relied more heavily on the curveball and then you know, eventually that's going to be one of the first lines on the scattering report is to look for uh, a depthy breaking ball. So being able to mix in different spin, different pitches, um, and kind of keep guys on their toes or, or on their heels rather was uh, was important. So that was one of the adjustments we made last year. And I think that's just kind of, um, you know, they people always mention the cat and mouse game in actual single games, but cat and mouse game happens throughout the season it happens throughout your career so you got to continue to make adjustments Shane you look at the team heading into the season a year ago that things you heard young underdog inexperienced all that kind of stuff but I get the feeling in that clubhouse after it was all said and done from day one most of the players in there felt very strongly that they could have a, a really good year and it turned out to be that way where did that come from when Maybe the outside noise was it was going to be a young learning team, that type of thing. Yeah, it was almost, uh, uh, yeah, people were saying like, oh, we didn't know no better. Um, but ultimately it came down to trust in each other 
uh, excitement for each other, pulling for each other, everybody pulling in the same direction, and just having fun playing the game of baseball. I think we what was special about that group is we realized that it was um, a different kind of group with a young, infectious energy, and we tried to take advantage of it. We tried to play to our strengths, play hard, and just outcompete uh, other teams, other individuals, and uh, that's kind of what we ended up doing. We stayed in games late, obviously found ourselves in a number of close games throughout the, you know, the season, but to be able to hand it off to the bullpen, that was probably one of the biggest, that was kind of our backbone last year, uh, in my opinion, is to uh, you know, have such a strength at the back end of the game like that to be able to scratch a run or two across late and uh, and come away with the victory. So, yeah, there was a lot of noise about that last year, but um, I guess going into this year, uh, one thing that I'm sure we'll all be cognizant of is to not fall into the trap of, of you know, believing in past successes. It's a brand new year, a uh, brand new team, some new faces, um, some familiar ones, but I guess you could say we're building off of last year, but this is an entirely new slate, and so uh, we got to start off hot and and build from that. And they talk about playoff experiencing helping, which is, from the fun standpoint, the first time you got to experience real real playoffs with fans in the stands and all that kind of stuff. Um, what was it like for you to be able to pitch in games that meant everything? It was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, definitely provided a little bit different perspective of of why we're doing this. Um, to be able to pop out there and uh, that game against Tampa Bay in Cleveland, uh, I, I don't know for, for a fact, but yeah, I assume it was sold out. Felt like it. Felt like there was people standing on top of people, right? And uh, it was just such a fun atmosphere to be able to play in front of um, for the city of Cleveland, for those people and everybody watching at home. So uh, I'm hopeful and I'm looking forward to repeating that same feeling and, uh, um, over and over this year and taking it even further. That's Shane Bieber. He'll be at the top of that Guardian starting rotation looking to put together what has been uh, a really outstanding career. He'll look for another consistent season this season in 2023, and certainly Cleveland will need that, and they'll need more of the same from Tristan McKenzie, who continues apparently to just scratch the surface of, of what he could be after an outstanding season a year ago. 11-11 and 11 was the record in 30 starts, but his ERA, 2.96, a strikeout an inning. He threw 191 in a third innings, and we talked about it with Shane Bieber, how important it is to be able to log innings when you're at the top of that rotation. Uh, camp's been really fun. It's been just exciting to be around the guys, uh, get moving again, throw alive, uh, just kind of get some baseball energy going, uh, especially moving into games this past weekend and being able to, like, watch my teammates throw, watch how they go out there and kind of adjust to the game. I'm getting in the game today, so I'm excited for that. Uh, and just kind of excited to see see how we progress as a team and, and kind of gel and, and kind of feel each other out through through this next month. And you mentioned that so much good happened a year ago for you and the team. Um, did do you pick up right where that left off when you saw everybody and things started getting going here? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it felt like we didn't even break stride when we got to camp. I think everybody kind of meshed. Everybody was excited to see each other. Uh, and we're kind of just in a, in a good mind state right now, mentally, that, that I think. Uh, and it's good to just be around the guys and, and see that. I know it's important for everybody to take some time away from the game while still working on their game in the wintertime, but, but you do a lot of other things. What were some of the, the things that you were able to do back home with kids, community-wise, that <clears throat> were fun for you? Yeah, I mean, I held my camp this year, uh, my kids' camp in, in January, uh, the second weekend of January, January 13th this year. 
um, and just being able to, to get back to my community, uh, be able to help kids out and just be a positive influencer in their life is, is something that's very big to me. So to be able to do it, go out there and do it every year, we had 140 kids this year. So being able to, to touch each one of those kids and kind of almost just make their day, hopefully make their weekend or make their month lead into baseball season is, is really big for me. And because of maybe the national exposure that you had a year ago, is it different for those kids, or are they? Are you still just Tristan, who's in our neighborhood, and, and he's someone who puts on a fun camp? Uh, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think so. This year was my sixth year doing it, so I've had some some kids that have repeated the camp. So uh, I'm very much casual with them, but I'm I'm sure there's there's some new some new fans out there that came to the camp just because they saw me in playoffs or whatever it may be. But I'm happy to take them all, and I'm happy to try and coach them all and, and get them good instruction and just be a positive influence on whoever I can. That experience last year, uh, what do you think allowed you to take another step forward um, on the mound and, and maybe even just in general off the mound too? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think for me, it's a sense of community and knowing that I can go out there and be myself. I can bounce ideas off my coaches, bounce ideas off my catchers, my my peers, my, my fellow pitchers. I can ask questions and, and not feel scared of the result. Or even if I fail, I don't necessarily feel like it's the end of the world. I can go out there and, and pick myself up and become better. Uh, and I think just having that that comfortable mind state that I don't have to be perfect, I can just go out there and get my job done, allows me to go out there and, and be myself and, and get the job done. I know Shane Bieber talks a lot about uh, half the battle is being available. Um, and it seems like you've found a, a good spot to make sure you are. And, and how has that changed maybe over the course of your career, uh, even before you got to the major leagues? I mean, I think it's been a learning process. I think it's uh, one, of the, one of my favorite sayings in rehab was you can't make the club in the tub. <laughs> uh, just because I think I think going through going through certain issues when you're not able to go out there and play the game you love, uh, you're grinding in the training room knowing that everybody else is playing, and it's something that I took very personal. Uh, so once I once I made my debut, I made it like my utmost priority to just be able to be out there and be able to compete and, and give my team my best and not feel like I'm I'm hindering myself or hindering them by by being in the training room or being hurt. Different players have talked about. They were confident a year ago that they could do what eventually happened. But now that you've actually gone out and done it, does it feel different, that confidence, this year? A little bit, but I, I'd say we don't want to come into the season, especially me, I don't want to come into the season feeling like I've accomplished anything. I still want to come in and, and play with a chip on my shoulder. I still want to come in and, and play 162 hard games. So That's Tristan McKenzie, the man they call Sticks, and, boy, he has become – one of the, the top starting pitchers in the game today, and a big reason why there are high expectations here in Guardians camp. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the other side of the break. We'll visit with bench coach DeMarlo Hale. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Aaron Judge, of course, an American League record, 62 homers, 131 RBIs, batted 311, second in the league in hitting. Payoff pitch, swing and a miss. Got him with a slider. How do you explain Aaron Judge 0 for 9 with eight strikeouts in this series? Cousins is ready in the pitch, swung on. This is pounded into deep right center field. This ball will get down and go to the warning track. 
Valoria scores, Martinez scores, Breed of the plate, slide, tag, safe at the plate. Ball kicks up the third baseline, going to third is helping, and he clears the bases with a three-run double and goes to third on the throw to the plate. And P.D. Helpin hit that a ton to deep right center, and a bases loaded two-out three-run double has given the Guardians a 7-4 lead here in the eighth inning. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from the Guardian Spring Training site in Goodyear, Arizona, rapidly growing. Goodyear, Arizona. My goodness, when we come back each year, there are more and more housing developments going up. A lot of businesses going up. Amazon has warehouses out here, distribution centers, all kinds of things happening. And it has made it a much busier place than when the uh, the Guardians first moved out here for spring training back in 2009. So uh, quite a difference, and uh, it's exciting. We've had some good crowds so far in the first week of games the home games anyway, and today the Guardians are on the road. They'll take on Oakland over in Mesa with a 3.05 Eastern time first pitch, and you can hear it right here on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. DeMarlo Hale is entering his third season as Terry Francona's bench coach. He is a longtime baseball man. He first broke into pro ball as a player back in 1983. This is his 21st major league season on a major league coaching staff. And when you're the bench coach for a team, normally that means you organize spring training. And that is the case with DeMarlo. And, and you don't just show up the first day of spring training and, and uh, put a few things on a, a three-by-five card that you want to get done that day. The planning goes back a, a couple of months, really, and he has a lot of conversations with Terry Francona and the front office on uh, what they need to accomplish, who... Uh, some of the players will be that, that might need extra work or coming off of injury, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we had a chance to catch up with uh, DeMarlo and talk to him about spring training, how different it is compared to the regular season. Well, I mean, there's some responsibility in organizing, um, you know, how the day is going to unfold um, because there's a lot more people here at spring training, you know, um, in camp and, and during the season, you, you know, you're kind of down to 26, 27 players. So, you know, but there's help, you know, you, you, you try to get everybody um, opinion, you know, what's important to them, what's important to their department, you know, taking consideration, you know, where it may affect them. And you put it together, you know, and I think sometimes it helps me, you know, experience because I've been doing this, you know, but you know, it, it kind of starts in January, really. You know, you start formulating the schedule um, because there's different meetings that you're going to have, you know, um, during the mornings and times need to sink in when you get on the field. So, for instance, we're recording this on a day where the weather is rough, right. high winds, cold, um, hard to get on the field because there was some rain. Uh you mentioned January. You, you might have had this day planned to, to get some certain certain things done with batting practice and fielding and base running, maybe. Uh, so, how early in the day today, or maybe even before today, did you look at it and say we need we need to adjust on the fly here? And what goes into that? Well, we we do kind of keep an eye on the weather days before, you know, because it's it's important. You know, usually out here in Arizona, you don't have bad weather, you know, but when you do, so. 
you know, yesterday, you know, we got a weather report that, you know, it's going to be some high winds and, and possibly rain. So, you know, you start formulating a rain schedule, you know. Um, then I sat down with Tito early this morning when it was dark out. We were here. Um, you know, like, look, this is the possibilities. What do you think about this? Um, we got some meetings after the workout. We can push up, knock them out of the way. You know, the team fundamental that we had today, when do you want to reschedule it? Do we still want to stay on time for tomorrow? You talk about all those things. You make a decision. It's like, okay. Because I think what's important is that you need to make a decision because you affect a lot of people. And if you're up in the air too long, you know, now other people, you know, have to adjust doing their jobs, whether it's medical, um, strength and conditioning, uh, you know, trainers, physical therapists, it's, it's a lot that you want other people to do their job as well. So you try to make decisions and make plans a little bit earlier where they can do that. Off subject, you mentioned if you make these decisions in the dark because the sun's not. How many times have you, there's people who never see the sun come up, but you you and Tito probably have seen the sun come up a lot, huh? <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. I mean, we laugh about it because I think uh, Arizona don't switch their clocks. Mm -hmm. They always stay the same. So, you know, sometimes here in March, the, the, the clock's going to spring forward, you know, from the East Coast, Midwest, and whatnot. So, you know, it's, it's going to get lighter quicker, um, but you still want to start your day at a certain time to be consistent. I think we usually start about 7, you know, where there's some open cage area, there's breakfast, and then we have a staff meeting, you know, at a certain point to kind of go over the day, what we may need to concentrate on and, you know, um, who we need to be a little leery of, maybe back off. but. Yeah, there are days you get here in the dark and you leave in the dark. And, you know, um, the good thing, you know, as you get to the games, Rosie, it, it becomes easier. The first 10 to 12 days, it's a lot going on. But once the games start, because they dictate your schedule, we know we plan at one. <laughs> you know, now it's about who's playing and how long they're going to play, what's the workload. Um, Let's push them back and do something tomorrow with their playing time. So, you know, you got to get used to it, basically. I, I you know, you got to get used to it. And, and I think, you know, working on the Tito and I've had for a long time, I, I, I kind of got a feel of what he wants. And I think that's important um, as he prepare and we as staff and organization prepare this team for the upcoming season. Guardians bench coach DeMarlo Hale joining us. Uh, you have a lot on your plate anyway in the spring, and now they dump a bunch of rule changes in your lap. Um, how much is that falling on you this spring to make sure the players are, are ready to go, hopefully, by opening day? You know, I, it's falling on all of us, you know, and, and I say all of us because um, Val, the hidden coach we call Val, you know, <clears throat> he's thinking about how it's affecting his, you know, hitters where, you know, time in the box, when in the given, get in the box. You know, Carl as a pitcher, uh, coach, you know, he's thinking about that as well. You know, here's Sandy from the catching department, you know, with the pitch com, trying to get on the same page with the, with the pitcher, you know, and then the infield and outfield coaches, um, JT and Sarby, you know, trying to get 
you know, their group really to talk about, you know, are we preparing a little bit quicker? Are we getting set? So it falls on all of us. You know, it, it really does. And, uh, you know, we've had good conversations initially about it. And I think we're going <clears> to <throat> kind of wait to has the, the games start to be played to make notes on, you know, who's a little bit slower, who's a little bit faster to adjustment. So we can talk to players kind of individually because everybody got their own little rhythm and nuances, you know. Uh, but we've been talked about it. You know, it, it don't fall on just one. It, it's all of us. You've been in the game a long time. Uh, you've seen good teams, not so good teams. Oh, yeah. Last year, what a what a season for this team to make the postseason and expectations so high. Why so for this club? What did you see last year, and, and what are you seeing that, that really has people excited about this year's club? Well, I think last year it started with um, – Tito, you know, Tito set a tone, you know, doing his um, um, spring training uh, um, team meeting, you know, that, you know, he shared some things and, and some things that he would like to see. I, I thought he set a pretty good tone, you know, and a lot of times when he set that tone, this makes him pretty good. He realized the personnel and the type of team that, you know, he has and guys that's down in the minor leagues that might be coming up and, I, I think he set the tone um, last year very well and how we're going to play the game and how we have to play the game um, in a certain way, you know, competing, you know. And I think those players bought into it, you know, and he leaned on different players. I mean, we had 16 rookies break in, you know. I mean, in one way that's that's a good thing because these minor league players in this organization, they like, Man, you do good. You might get a chance. Mm -hmm. So I think the competition start to raise because, you know, we got Jose Ramirez. He's stuck at third base. Third base is kind of locked up. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, you look at all the other positions. You know, there's a quiet competition that, you know, I'm gonna try to do my best and become a good player. But I think it started with Tito setting the tone, and I think this year he, he had a little different message. When he had his meet in the spring training, there were some some consistencies and similarities, but also there was a different message. Like we ain't sneaking up on no one. You know, expectations just raised a little bit. You know, as a team because of what we did last year. Let's meet him. Demarlo, thanks for coming by. Enjoy watching the sun come up tomorrow. <laughs> From the inside of the room. Okay, thanks, Rosie. Good man, DeMarlo Hale, and that was a fun conversation with him, and we enjoy certainly having him on the show. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll meet one of uh, the young prospects that maybe flies under the radar a little bit, but Logan Allen will join us. He's a pitcher who's hoping to make an impression here in his first major league camp. That's next as we conclude on Guardians Weekly right here on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Score. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. <laughs> you see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Guardians Spring Training in Goodyear, Arizona. Real nice day shaping up. Looks like the weather's turning out here. And when we say that, I know for fans listening back in Northeast Ohio, they probably don't want to hear it. But uh, a couple of first pitch game time temperatures this week were in the low 50s, which is really unusual for out here. It's been one of the cooler winters that they've had in quite some time but looks like a lot of 70 degree days with plenty of sunshine coming our way so if you're fortunate enough to to have a spring training trip planned and you're on your way out here sometime in the month of March looks like you'll have some more traditional Arizona spring training weather and that's a good thing. A young man trying to take advantage of that good weather and and make an impression here in his first major league camp Logan Allen, he's a left-handed pitcher, invited to spring training after spending last season splitting time between Akron and Columbus. He was a second-round draft pick by the Guardians back in the 2020 draft. That was that draft that only had five rounds, so he was fortunate, certainly, to be selected within those five rounds out of Florida International University. And again, he's a young man on the radar. We haven't seen a whole lot of him in spring training so far. But uh, he's trying to make a good impression while he's here, and uh, he talked about that a little bit earlier this spring. I'd say more than anything, just trying to put my best foot forward, making a good impression on all the uh, the staff, getting to be around them, getting to uh, to learn from them. And I think just being around all the, the big league starters, big league pitchers, just being around them and kind of seeing how they go about their business every day has been good for me to see and, you know, just trying to take pieces of everybody's game and add it to mine and, you know, make myself as, as good of a player as I can be. And you have an interesting path in that, uh, you were drafted in the COVID year, yeah. we, only five rounds that year. So when you look back on that and, and then what followed in terms of, of not being able to, to go right to a, a team, um, what was that like? Do you look back on that and think, boy, that was unusual and, and fortunate to be drafted? Oh, definitely unusual. Definitely very thankful to be drafted because, you know, there's so many guys that year that weren't able to, you know, with just the five rounds. But I think not playing – it kind of allowed me to, at least for them to, as an organization, to kind of give us all the information side of pitching in terms of understanding who you are as a pitcher, your different metrics, stuff like that. So I think that coming into that 2021 season, I had a lot of information that uh, was able to kind of put it all together. But it definitely was different not going right to some games and not getting right to pitching and feeling like you can kind of showcase yourself in that aspect kind of how to find a different way and you know try to use more of like an intellectual side which was definitely different but it was good and you mentioned that and Cleveland has such a great reputation for for being a pitching factory so to speak Um, what have you found coming from a good college program that that's really enabled you to be the best you can be while you're in this organization yeah, I, I mean, from day one, it was very apparent that you have a lot of guys that are very smart and uh, more than anything, they care about us as each individual. So I think that just being in that setting where you have guys that are trying to get the best out of you and are kind of always pulling for you has allowed you know us as players to bring the best out of ourselves. So I think that, you know, like I said, from day one, it was very apparent that I'm in a very good place and very thankful that I'm in this organization and have developed the way that I have. Anything technology-wise or analytics-wise that – when, when it was first presented, you said, whoa, I never thought of that or, or anything along those lines? I would say it's, it's definitely a little bit of an adjustment. Coming out of school, we didn't have a ton of that type of stuff. So like I said, that first year of kind of getting to learn all of that kind of stuff, which I thought was 
was definitely productive. But yeah, you you just start to like I've I've probably learned so many things in the last three years that I never even would have thought to learn or even would have known as information that's out there. But they do a really good job of having all the information and you know knowing what works for us and giving us what we need and withholding stuff that might confuse us, stuff like that. So they do a, they do a really good job of all that. One of the things in your scouting report is you have a, a plus changeup. Uh, when did that develop and become a weapon for you, and, and how have you refined that over the years? Honestly, I've thrown it the same way since I was a kid, uh, which is awesome. I've, I was uh, always kind of throwing it the same way, and I think that it has always been my bread and butter. You know, not really been not really a hard thrower until probably you know college towards the end of high school. So I've always kind of been able to lean on that, and I think that it's developed into something that I'd really lean on today. And I think what, what they've been able to do is kind of show me how unique it is and just just to trust it and to throw it because it's very like it's a very unique pitch. So just to, like I said, just throw it. <laughs> Competitive-wise, uh, you made the move through the system and, and you make it one rung below the major leagues last year. Uh, how did you feel about that progress and, and where you are now being in major league camp first time? I was definitely very thankful to make it to AAA last year um, and made it there with enough time that had a decent amount of experience, probably had more than 10 starts. So I'm very thankful just to have that experience under my belt. And I think that that experience put me in a good place coming into camp and just having that experience facing these higher level of hitters and, you know, putting me in a good place where just feel more comfortable facing these guys where it doesn't feel like such a big jump because I, you know, all last year I've been facing these similar type of hitters. So um, very thankful that I've progressed, you know, fairly quickly and um, just excited to continue to show my ability and, you know, hopefully help Cleveland win a championship. We're not too deep in the camp, but any of the veteran pitchers in particular been, been helpful to you as, as you go through it here? I would say more, at least for me personally, I'm more of a, uh, well, I like to pick the guys' brains. I like to just kind of watch and just kind of get to see what everyone's doing um, on just like a day-to-day -day when they're not talking to anybody and they're just kind of in their own world doing their thing. So I think just like watching Bieber, watching uh, McKenzie, watching Quantrill, Plezak, Savali, all these guys are, you know, big league stars for a reason. So I would say while they're definitely helpful and, you know, if I need to and go talk to them, but I think more than anything just being able to watch them has been able to pay a lot of dividends for me. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for all of his help back at Command Center and putting together our shows each week. We hope you can join us again next week. We'll still be out here in spring training in Goodyear for another edition of Guardians Weekly. I'm Jim Rosenhouse, and you're listening to the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.